Warning, the podcast you are about to listen to is explicit. We are here to talk about our lives, the great times, the messy times, but let's be honest, we learn from those messy times. Content may be triggering as we explore together our lives, spirituality, trauma, recovery, and growth. Welcome to Stumbling Through Enlightenment. I'm Jason. And I'm Edward. Every day we are working through our shit. And today we invite you to work through some of yours with us. Let me give you a quick rundown on what we're going to do in today's episode. The first part of the episode is where Ed and I talk about what's going on in our day-to-day lives and where you'll be able to hear how we support each other's growth. During the second portion, Ed and I will have a deep dive discussion topic ranging from self-awareness, metaphysics, mental health, personal discovery, and much more. So how's your week been? Uh, the week has been interesting. Um, I have come to this realization, and it's been going on for a little while, that I am in a massive state of disassociation and escapism. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, <clears throat> I, I have a lot of stuff and triggers and, like, trauma pieces that have been coming up. And with the, the work... Um, that I've been doing and like in contrast the the, the stuff that's wonderful with my mother and, and whatnot yeah, yeah. has really brought other things to light yeah and um I'm, I'm kind of really having a hard time with that uh I um you know I I'm I'm good right now with kind of identifying like the the areas like um I've evolved in the job piece you know we, we've yeah. talked about I didn't want to be there and then I realized that I didn't want to be there, and a large part of that was the negative individual that I was, you know. Yes, yeah. Um, and so that's gone away, but in my experience, there's... So that a, person's not there anymore? No, he's still there, but okay. but but it's been addressed, and he has made a 100% turnaround. Oh, nice. You know, nice. so yeah. by, by bringing that into his consciousness, um, we've been able to start talking about it, and, and he's getting the support he needs, and he's, he's really just doing an amazing job, and he's no longer being negative, and when he's having issues, we're talking about it, as opposed to him just spouting stuff off on me going, okay, fuck it, I'm not dealing with it. So that's wow. been, okay. yeah, All that's right. been really, really cool. So the blow up had some catharsis. In it. Oh, it had a lot of catharsis in it. It, it really, it really ended up being a, a, an amazing moment. Um, but that has actually like opened up since that is now out of the way there's there's this, the next level you know? right we always right. have the next level on these things and yes it's uh, never ending it really isn't so for me my history is that i'll do a job for a certain length of time and then i will start to want to get out and oh I'll, yeah i'll start getting anxious and fearful about it and it, it's not because i don't like the job it's not because the job is a bad job. It's not because I'm necessarily burnt out even, although I'll use all of those excuses, you know, like I'll find things. Yeah. But it, it tends to be this underlying fear that, and I don't know if this is like imposter syndrome that they talk about or not, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm going to either A, fuck up something horrible and I don't want to have to deal with the repercussions of that. Yeah. Or B, I feel like I'm not going to be able to maintain what I'm doing, even though I've been doing it fine for the last two years and have had accolades and people are thankful. Yeah. And, you yeah. Know, or 
or C, they're going to find out that I really don't know anything that I'm, you know, that, that, like, yeah, like the I don't know. That's the imposter That's the, part, that's the yeah. last one, yeah. yeah. So there's all of that. So there's a lot of those little things like that in my life, you know. I. That's interesting. <clears throat> I have the same basic experience with work. I mean, I have bounced around forever because I feel like, it's, it's like my relationships, you know what I mean? It gets so close, and then it's like, eh. right. so I got to run away, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I definitely, I relate to that for sure. So I'm trying to learn how to, like like you said, run away. I'm trying to learn to, like, do the step back thing. Yeah. Just step back enough so that I feel comfortable and I know what I'm doing, and then kind of, like, take another step into that on yeah. and off. So is this new? Because you had said it happened before, and I'm thinking back, and you've had the same jobs forever in places. Well, but you moved back and forth. That's it. I used to work in uh, two seasonal jobs, yeah. which was perfect for this sort of, of issue because I would do it. I would be there for, you know, the, the, the summer camp for like three months, four months. Yeah. And then I would have a month or so off. And then I would go and do the other thing for six or seven months. And then I would have a month off and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I never was actually really able. I was never actually. You weren't there the, long enough to feel the discomfort. Right. Exactly. By the time I was ready to leave, by the time I was like, holy shit, I can't maintain this anymore. Was the time that I would switch to the next job. So. I did That's not... That's true, too, because every yeah. time you got done, you were always like, I don't know if I want to go back. Right. And yep. then you'd always go back. Yeah. Yep. No, that makes so much sense. Yeah. So moments of self-realization, yay. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, because this is, the, this is the, you know, the most permanent job I've had in a long time. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And I'm not like... Not like the good old diehard Ames days. Right? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, can you see? Because then the other things come into your head. Can I see myself doing this after 20 years? You know, for the next 20 years until I'm 60, you know? Uh. <laughs> can I really see myself? Do and even if it's not with this company, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. You know, and then the other thing, too, is that, like, there has been talk, you know, in, in, and there has been the possibility of becoming, like, a, a moving up. Yeah. You know, and do I want to do that? No, not right now. Not right now. I'm very happy where I am. Yeah, there's oftentimes a lot of crap that comes along with yeah, that. Yeah, so like, I, you know, there's stuff like that. But it's not, I'm, that's a perfect example, but there's a lot of them. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of them, so. Yeah, that's awesome that you're, you're, so it, it, it's like you've got these things going on that you're aware of. Yeah. But. You had said that you were checking out. What is What was that part? Oh, so um, I, I get to the point where, like, left to my own devices, you know, like, when I'm in my job, that's fine. When I'm doing other things, that's all good. But when I'm left to my own devices, like a day off or whatnot, yeah, eh, you know, YouTube loves me. Uh, TikTok <laughs> loves me. Uh, I will spend... There was literally a day that I, I opened my eyes at, like, 9 o'clock and went to the bathroom and got breakfast and then literally played on tiktok for eight hours oh my god yep yep you know just oh just god. looking at different things and whatnot and just yeah. yeah yeah have you have you ever been assessed for adhd uh no but 
uh, I had a, a lady that I used to know that uh, was a, a special ed teacher. Um, yeah. And I found out a lot of things while we used to hang out, you know, and that was one of the things that she, she mentioned was the ADHD, ADD. Yeah. And uh, looking into it, it, I mean, it all fits. And including to the point where when I was on medications uh, for depression before all of this, yeah. the Wellbutrin. Wellbutrin is used to treat ADHD. That's one of it its, be, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's one of its its things. And I found that I was super focused and I was good and, and all yeah. of this wonderful stuff. But um, I don't even know how that would go at this point. Like, how do, do I talk to my therapist? Do I talk to my... Well, I think you'd talk to your therapist or your med manager. Okay. I mean, ultimately, like, so I, the reason I ask this mm -hmm. is because to get lost for that amount of time <clears throat> is, it, okay, so say you got lost for that amount of time in building a model house. Right. Right? Yeah. That is very different than getting lost in like a a video or a screen or a video game or that kind of a thing. Yeah. That has to do with getting lost in stimulation. Yes. Versus getting lost in concentration. Yeah. Right? Which would be like putting the house together. So if you're getting lost in stimulation... It's a very common thing for people with ADHD to get lost in stimulation. They follow the dopamine. Right. Um, I learned that on TikTok during that eight-hour stretch. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if it is ADHD mm -hmm. and you get on a dose of that medication that works well for you and a medication that works well for you because there's a couple of different types. Yeah. Like that lost thing goes away really yeah oh my gosh and and that would be amazing not it, only because of that but also because it's huge it causes a lot of my my anxiety as well yeah you know because i can't why can't i just focus on what i want to focus on or what i should be focused absolutely you know, should be no focusing. absolutely yeah <clears throat> absolutely Ooh. okay so i mean it may be something to look at they're actually using <clears throat> off label they're using those medications for depression as now as well so maybe um, that's something because to talk. there's there's a there's some sort of combination in that yeah um that is working for some people wow yeah yeah i mean that's exciting it's also a little scary but that's exciting i mean like i'm thinking like I, and this is me if you followed the podcast you know that i'm not a meta person i right. do not like medication right. at all um, but I am, I mean, it really has been my experiences that, right. have, that have colored that, but I am really like kind of excited that I could take a couple of pills and, and get a life, you know, so that I can totally work on different. things. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing that's beautiful about those medications is they do work and then not work. Right. So if you want to have a day where you hang out and play video games, show YouTube or, you know, look at TikTok. Don't take your meds that day. Huh. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you can, you can not take them just as much as you can take them and they'll work. It's not anything that you'll like withdraw from or, you know, right. that kind of a thing. As long as you, yeah, I, I, I would guess that if you took it for a couple of years yeah. every single day and then you went sporadically, 
but as a rule, you know, you can, like kids, they take them all school year mm-hmm. and then stop for summers. Okay. A lot of times. Yeah. Some kids don't because the kids are saying, I need my medication. Right. Like. Right. Because it makes such a big difference. Right. And it's not a difference that we can explain because I don't have ADHD. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yep. But for people with ADHD, it's a it's a solid difference. Okay. Yeah. Well, yay! Stuff to look forward to. Well, I'm and curious if you I mean, have look, it. Look into. You not, know what not, I mean? I mean, to, if yeah. you don't have it and you really are just, you know, in a depressive state. Yep. Um. It really maybe, won't. but again, I wouldn't expect you in a depressive state to watch TikTok. Right. I'd expect you to watch a movie yeah. or to watch a familiar show. Yeah. Or to watch, you know, like go down the Netflix versus. Yeah. And that's an example of, you know, this 15 second video versus an hour long episode. Yeah. And, and I, I actually have re, uh, not rediscovered, but I've started rewatching. Um, I'm a huge Trekkie. So, yeah. uh, Star Trek DS9. Um, and, I'll watch an episode or so because it's familiar to me. I've seen it before, you know, yeah. and, it's, and and I, I get the wonderful home feeling and whatnot. And I feel better, but I cannot binge watch that. Yeah. No. You know, that doesn't, that doesn't work for me. There's not, there's not the stimulation. And it really is like, if I think about it, it really is that stimulation of, yeah. Ooh, something new. Ooh, something new. Ooh, something new. Flashy lights. Yeah. You know, so I would wondering. definitely talk to your, I, you know, I'd probably start with your med provider. Yeah. Because um, there, that's the. So we've talked about this before, right? Mm-hmm. You go to the person whose tool you need to use, right? Right. And if you go to your therapist, they're going to provide you with behavioral changes, right? If you go to your med manager, they provide you with medication changes, right? Because this specific issue responds so well to medicine. That's why I would start there. Yeah, absolutely. Because if you're going to get an intervention, you would want. A medication intervention right as opposed to something that may or may not really work you know behavioral interventions are very very um unsuccessful with adhd that makes sense because the, the 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 wiring and the and the chemical yeah. stuff yeah. in the brain yeah so i mean that's definitely something i'd get checked out i'm definitely going to do that i, I meet with my bed provider in a couple of weeks and i yeah. will bring that up with her because i think that that would be yeah i mean that could be j- just as much as the Zoloft was a game changer for me. This could be another Completely. one of those game changers for me. Completely. Holy crap, I will feel like I'm Completely. growing up as opposed to being trapped as a child. Right? Well, that's the thing. Congratulations, Yay. big boy. <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> So um, today we were going to talk about this book, Spiritual Bypassing. Yeah. Um, Jason, you had read it a while back. I did. I did. I read it about almost a year ago. Yeah. And you had you had suggested it. And um, I downloaded it at that time. And then I just, I, I tried to listen to it a couple of times and I had some issues. Yeah. Um, and then you suggested, uh, I think it was a couple of weeks ago that, you know, I, I try to revisit it and I, I've gone through it. I, I, I listened to it again from the beginning. Um, and it is, it is an amazing book. It really did open up a lot for, 
for my past, you know, for, you know, and really helped me see where I was growing up in a, uh, a household that was very strict Catholic yeah, and what kind of damage that did to me. And then watching myself rebel and move on to a different side, almost a, a new age uh, type of, of spirituality and do basically the same thing that, that, that my parents did in the Catholic you right, know, spirituality, right. which is that bypassing technique. Um, yeah. Are you going to kind of summarize yeah. what that is? Yeah, absolutely. So that we get some context. For... Yeah. So, um, so basically the understanding that I, I came, the, the, the very basic understanding that I came away with the book is, you know, our spiritual beliefs are our spiritual beliefs and they're wonderful and they can be very, um, supportive in our, in our growth and in our healing work. However, what happens a lot of different people is it becomes another black and white situation. So, yeah. you know, if you believe in synchronicity, that's great. This was the uh, this is the point in the book where he starts talking about that that really turned me, you know, re- really opened it up for me. Yeah. If you believe in synchronicity, that's great. That's wonderful. But if you think that every single thing that happened to you is a synchronistic experience you know that becomes the problem or if you believe that everything that happens to you is what you make it you know like you created the the cancer in your life without taking into account you know uh your eating styles or your right your genealogy genealogy and all of that you know and it really opens us up to understanding you know to, to looking at the world in a, in a in a set of gradients with multiple causes and multiple effects versus this space that like I was taught in Catholicism and then again experienced in uh, in the in in the metaphysical world is you know well this is an exact science this is exactly right. the way it is you are responsible for everything that comes into your life you know or in the Catholicism God set. Is. God is it's 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 all God's fault, you know, or or not God's fault, but you know, like God yeah, sent yeah. this to you so that you can you know become yeah. a better person and whatnot. Um, versus, you know, this is an experience uh, in life, right? With multiple different causes. With multiple different causes. Yeah. Um, so I I had some issues with the. Um, and th- th- this is ironic for me because I like to use big words, <laughs> you know, I like to use the 10 and $25 words. Uh, but uh, he is very, um, very wordy as far as, as the words. And the words are all appropriate. They're all great. But I found myself getting lost. He's, in a, a, lot of he's, a, he's a scientist. Yeah. I mean, he's a, he's a PhD, I believe. Um, and he's definitely used to writing at a um, an, a high level, yeah. yeah, a professional level, yeah, you know. Um, but it was it was good, you know. I mean, I had I I had said to you, Jason, like off off mic that I had. It was the book that I've had to rewind the most times because I listen to the books. So, like, I had to rewind more often than any other book because I I'd be listening and I'd be trying to figure something out what he was saying, and then all of a sudden I had to rewind it because I got lost somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's when you know it's a good book, right? Right. You're taking all that in. Yeah, and it was it's a lot. To, a lot to take in and and it challenges a lot i mean i i think one of the things that i got out of it was 
if you're looking for it, you're in dysfunction. Yeah. So just the synchronicity, you know, if you're looking for synchronicities, you're in that bypassing space. Right. If you are experiencing synchronicities when they happen, you're not. Yeah. Right. Um, and for me, I mean, I, I struggled the most with the um, ownership, you know, like it's my life, my path, my choices, blah, 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 blah. That's very much something that I used to spiritually bypass right. other different potentials, you know? Um, so it, it opened it opened that up for me and it challenged that in me. That was the that was the piece that I had the hard time with is that I fully have believed that, you know, my experience has been my chosen experience. Right. Whether I was conscious of that choice or not. Um but that's not always true. Yeah. You know, and it that's where the book challenged me, I think, the most. Yeah, I that that was definitely a challenge. I, I I don't know that I can actually pick one place that it didn't challenge. You know, like, it would be easier to try to find a place that it didn't challenge me, but that doesn't exist. Like, everything. No, yeah, because you... Well, do you want to talk about that? Like, how spiritual bypassing has actually manifested in your life um yeah so it's very odd so the way that i look at things you know and the way that we've talked about them in the in the past is you know spiritual bypassing really is this the realm of this ego that we talk about on a regular basis you know so like everything is my fault yeah. you know like you said you know i chose this whether i realized it or not that was a big piece and i went through that um, and as opposed to just living this space of it, just experiencing. And what happens is we take it and we either put it in the future or we put it in the past and we take it and we take any responsibility of the experience and put it somewhere else. Yeah. And that's that, that spiritual bypassing. That's, that's the bypassing piece where we are no longer taking responsibility for our reactions or the way that we are experiencing it. And instead putting that blame somewhere in some sort of out there situation. You know, even if it's us, yeah. it's still out there situation, you know. Yeah. So we try to be um, more holy. We try to be more deserving. We, we put on these constraints of um, rules. And none of that really, I don't want to say matters, but none of that really matters, you right. know. And we use basically whatever spiritual belief that we have. And he mentions, like, you know, the metaphysics. He mentions yeah. the Buddhist traditions, the tantric yeah, traditions. They all, you know, and, and they of course, all can be used. Yeah, yeah. It's, and, and that was what was surprising to me is that every single belief system could be used as a way to, to you know, vilify ourselves or to justify our success. Yeah. You know, versus this is who we are and this is what we're experiencing. Um, I really had a lot of um, a lot of awakening around the sexual piece. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he and 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 that's that's one of the the beautiful things about the book is it really is he breaks it all down. 
you know. And then the appendix at the very end, you know, he he really goes through like, um, and I, I really wish that I could articulate or even remember exactly how that worked out, but he really goes through every piece of that growing space, yeah, which brings you more in touch with your personal self and being in your body, and um you know, and then into the interpersonal with your experiences with other people. And then the transpersonal, which is where we start to feel and understand that, that we as humans are part of a greater whole. Right. You know, which is a true spirituality. Yeah. You know, which we always talk about. And then, like you said earlier, the looking for it. And, and that is yeah. one of those weird dichotomies in life. If we're looking for this, if we're chasing this, then we're not going to find it. We're not in spirituality. We're in spiritual bypassing. Right. You know, as opposed to allowing ourselves to feel and incorporate and integrate our experiences as they come. Yeah. You know, um, and it, it feels so... F in contrast to the way that he puts it, it feels so flippant. You know what yeah. I mean? No, yeah, like, I do. I do. It, it's, it's a very, um, he, I mean, I think he's even clear in the beginning of the book, you know, that this is a challenging topic. Yeah. It's, a, it's not something that's going to necessarily be comfortable for the spiritually awakened, you yeah. know, or for anyone with any level of spirituality. But, you're right. I mean, it doesn't at all interfere with spirituality. It interferes with the ego's expression of spirituality. Yeah. You know, and realizing that, you know, parts of you have probably fed that ego, you know, as part of what you wanted to believe as a spirituality. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Oh, like, absolutely. So I... Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely think he is, he's very neutral as far as the the belief. Um, and it really is, it's, it's more of a mechanism of belief rather than um, anything related to specific beliefs. Exactly, exactly. One of the, the, the best examples um, for me that, that he brought up is, or the, the issues that he brought up is, you know, you, you have these spiritual gurus or you have these, you know, these spiritual leaders of, of whatever. And they, I, I've seen it multiple times where they're like, well, you know, this is all you need. You just need right. the spirituality, you know? And that reminds me of, of the joke. And, and it's, it's true is that, you know, uh, this gentleman is, is caught in a flood and, you know, as the floodwaters rise, you know, these different people come by, you know, in like boats and helicopters and all this to ask if he needs help. And he keeps saying, God will save me. God will save me. God will save me. Right. And, and then, then God says, I sent a boat. I sent a helicopter. Right. I exactly. Yeah. And, and that really is, that was very poignant for me because it is something that I have said. Yeah. You know, um, I had a conversation with my mother a while back. And uh, she was talking, she was complaining about how her therapist was trying to get her to do the, the, the like the four, seven, eight breathing. Yeah. You know, and the holding of your breath. And she's like, well, it's not natural for you to breathe that way. So I can't believe that that's anything that, wow, that sounds like I'm vilifying my mother right there. Um, well, geez, it sounds like she was uh, right. She, she really was struggling with the practice. <laughs> she was really struggling with the practice and she couldn't see how that was you know how, how that 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 could be a thing and and i actually looked at her and i said it's a body response mom it 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 
it taps into your parasympathetic system and, and, and like helps you release this. And it's a practice that will help you breathe deeper in the long run because you have to stretch it out. And I'm we're talking about all this stuff. And she's like, well, it just doesn't seem right. And I'm like, because I sometimes have to break these things down to religion, right? And it's like, do you not think that potentially God might not have set that like reset button into our into our actual body? You know, seriously, That's like pretty it's, bad. It's a, it's a tool you have to bring it down, right? To... <laughs> sometimes I have to do that with her. Oh my god! Um, and she still doesn't do it. But that's not the point. The point is that you know, um, if she just prays harder, you know. And I've been there when I was younger. This didn't happen, or I felt like crap. You know, offer it up to God. Offer the suffering up to God. That one's a big one because, you know, we go through the suffering and we don't experience, we just offer it to God, you know. And by doing so, we bypass the experience of that suffering. Yeah. You know, we, we never really identify with it. And the suffering that we do identify with is suffering of our own creation, like the depression pieces where we're... Not like... Not that depression is, is our necessarily our own creation because, again all of the other things right. that exist. But, you know, we will perseverate on this continuing offering up of this of this, uh, this suffering that we're going through, and we never actually view it or meet it head on or really look into it. For it. Exactly. Yeah. You know, um, which, again, you cannot pray it away. It doesn't matter how much you pray. It's not just all of a sudden going to go away until right. you actually receive the grace to, to, to speak, you know, in, in religious terms and spiritual terms, receive the grace and, and allow yourself to receive the grace to work through it. Right. You know, and that fear piece of really looking into it comes from that superficial, that ego space where, well, we don't want to because it's scary. So we'll just continue to pray harder because that will be okay. Wow. Yep. Wow. And that's a very real example from my life and the way that that, that, that yeah. worked for me. Yeah, absolutely. You know. Absolutely. It always blows my mind when you talk about religion and how your family experienced it. Yeah. It always blows my mind. So literal. Oh, yeah. And so, yeah. Yeah. And, mm. and I, I would like to think that we were the only ones, but I know better. You know. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're... Gosh, in comparison to some other situations, you probably were in the most liberal household possible. Right. <laughs> right. I exactly. Mean, God, you hear all kinds of crap. Yeah. Oof, just thinking about that. Every time I even start to think about that, I just picture women in jean skirts. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. That's all I picture. <laughs> Have you had that experience? Well, you know, it's like if you look at the Waco thing, that's what they wore. Yeah. If you look at the Ruby Ridge thing, that's what they wore. I mean, everybody it seems like all the cult people wear jean skirts. And, and, and skirts that are, you know, down to their ankles are dragging on the, oh, on yeah. the ground. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And and yeah, it, it is. It very much is. And as someone who has experienced, you know, two sides of the same coin, going over into my life, my prayer became, well, if I just control my thoughts a little better, if I just, you know, yeah. practice the affirmations longer, so on and so forth. And yeah. they do help. There's some there's some psychological pieces of that, but I came across this last summer where I was having this conversation and about my depression and they said well you know just 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 
have you have you worked affirmations and i'm like yeah yeah you know that's something that i do but affirmations don't always have the right effect it is for for different people and different mindsets it is just as much possible is just as much it is just as possible for it to create the opposite effect because as right, you are you're affirming what's wrong with you right exactly even though you're affirming the good things yeah psychologically it throws you back into that space yeah i've i've never been able to do affirmations just not i mean i i know that it's helpful for some people yeah for some people it is definitely helpful um but for me it's always felt more like more like that like let's just remind remember what we don't do well you know right like i have however used um i wouldn't say that they're affirmations i would say that they're cue cards Mm -hmm. you know to focus on something or to be aware of something so that when it does happen naturally i'm looking for it you know what i mean um, and Actually, sometimes no. they're, you give us an they're also, you know, bypassing a little bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because you're you're actively trying to find it, you know. Gotcha. Um, but I, it, it's a very transitional thing. You yeah. know what I mean? It's not like I'm looking for it's. It's like I'm looking for it this week, mm-hmm. but next week I'm going to be looking for something else. But I'm going to be more aware that I might experience that. Right. And, you know, as you go on through that cycle, eventually you come back around to being totally unaware of it again. Right. Yep. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then you start there again and go around. So I think it's it's because it's so transitional, it works. But there definitely is some bypassing involved in it as the catalyst to start, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I know that um, for a while affirmations worked semi-well for me. And then, of course, my brain does wonderful things and gymnastics in the worst possible way. So eventually it did become that very much every time I had an affirmation, you know, I am a free person. No, you're not. Fuck you. Shut up. Right. You know, this is all the ways that you're not free. You have anxiety, which right. keeps you from doing shit. You have, you know, uh, you have depression that keeps you from doing shit. You have no motivation right now. Why? Because you're not free. Yeah, right. Great. So, like, that happens. Yeah. yeah <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, one of the cool things, though, that, and it, it, it fits into this, is one of the cool things that I had heard a while back. Um so I have body issues, body image issues, and I've gotten I've gotten better with them uh, over the last year because of, of of some of the work that I've done. And again, it's that allowing of that experience. So uh, one of these people that I follow on one of the social media sites had mentioned um, had worked with some body issue stuff, and what they had mentioned was some weird things that you wouldn't think of, right? <laughs> But first of all, spend as much time naked as possible. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, hell no. And then when I said, oh, hell no, in my mind, I was like, oh, well, that must mean something that I should probably try to do, right? Yeah. And then have as many mirrors as possible. Okay. And I was like, oh. So make yourself see yourself. Right. Because a lot of the body issues that we have um, in, in the work that they were doing happens because of our disconnection from our body. We view our body differently than we actually are yeah so 
I didn't get a ton of new mirrors, but I did get a full-length mirror in my bedroom. Okay. And I spent time doing mirror exercises where I would sit naked in front of my mirror and not think or worry about anything, but just experience yeah. the looking at myself. I didn't, I, I consciously didn't focus on any part of my body. Yeah. Um, I, therefore, I couldn't judge. You know, which was a real big piece for me. Because, like, in the beginning, like, I was like, God, your belly. Edward, your belly. It's just, that's, it's just, look, and it just flops right there. You know, like, you know. Um, I know. Well, because, you yeah. know, it's a thing. But to be able to do that and experience it, and and that's what it is. It's just about that being part. It's about getting to that being part. Yeah. As opposed to, like, all the litany of, of things. Right. The story behind it. Yeah. That, God, that weighs you down. Yeah. Yeah, and that becomes part of that spiritual bypassing, right? Because you don't want the weight, right? So you give it up, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think in the specifically with the New Age movement and in this day and age, a lot of us are really looking for those uh, quick fixes and shortcuts. And and yeah. and he mentions that within the book, you know, that a lot of the spiritual bypassing comes from these quick fixes and shortcuts. You know, instead of dealing and like you said, taking responsibility for yeah where we are and what our emotions are and we talk about this and it's like everything still points to this you know what i mean well like we're saying take responsibility for ourselves that's part of the things that we're i was spiritual bypassing right yeah 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 so being responsible for you know what i mean like it's it's right it goes either way it can be so anything can be used for spiritual bypassing and as scary as that sounds i definitely suggest reading the book because he really does break it down in a in a, in a very right because you very can have way. spirituality yes you can be religious you can be whatever right you know it's not the it's not saying that those aren't good things right it's saying that within those things there are traps and it's showing you where the traps are so that you can be aware of them and i think have a clearer relationship with whatever it is that you're looking to have that relationship with yeah yeah it's it's boundaries it ends up being everything comes down to boundaries um it does yeah your relationship with the divine or whatever the belief system is is it's still a boundary and so the spiritual bypassing comes from enmeshment you know of that belief system whatever yeah. it is yeah and this is all i need that other person is all i need in my life this religion is all i need in my life this belief is all i need in my life exactly yeah cures cures yay cures for a living we're all looking for cures for living and we're living that is what we're supposed to be doing right right <laughs> not fixing it no i hope you enjoyed the show today remember you can always reach out to us through our facebook page at stumbling through enlightenment follow us on twitter at stumbling t-h-r-o-u two Go to our website to check out more episodes and information about us personally. That is stumblingthroughenlightenment.squarespace.com. You can also reach out to us directly at stumblingthroughenlightenment at gmail.com. That's it for today. Have a great week.